Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get it on your feet. It's curd and long. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Steve Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM, The Fan in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, along with our guy Ken Barkley. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Lockie Lockerson. You know him, of course. You better. You bet. Him and Nick Hostos do a great job with that. Countdown to kickoff uh, over the last couple of weekends leading up to playoff games. We'll be doing it again uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. And rumor has it, uh, Bet MGM and you all are uh, rolling out to the Super Bowl site next week. Ken, oh, yeah. Ken, enjoy some desert heat and yes. away from all the snow, Ken. I know I got to get and hopefully I'll be with this. I feel like everybody's sick right now. My kids are sick. I got a little congestion right now. So uh, apologies for the voice being a little off. But yeah, That's Arizona right. Sunday morning, uh, uh, just in a couple of days, we'll be uh, on a flight. We'll be out there the entire week doing the show live from the BetMGM Sportsbook. There's actually one right at uh, uh, the stadium in Glendale. Well, they'll be obviously where the game's going to be. So, you know, on, for people who haven't been out there. That Super Bowl site's pretty spread out. A lot of the stuff's in Phoenix. Scottsdale is nearby. I remember being out there with ESPN and like that's where our set was. So it's kind of like all spread out. It's kind of cool that while everyone's spread out, like we get to be there. The sports book's right there. We get to be there. And and it's all thanks to gambling. Thanks, gambling. Really, yes. uh, really appreciate it. So, well, yeah, Monday to Friday, we'll be out there doing shows. It should be great. People can come on by. Arizona is so much fun, man. I used to go out there for spring training for 10 years and go to Old Town Scottsdale and sure. all the different places there are to go. It's just so much fun. All right, let's talk about the uh, conference championship game recap uh, before we get into the Super Bowl. Uh, first, let's talk about Philadelphia and San Francisco. Nobody saw them getting both quarterbacks hurt in that game. So from a gambling perspective, you're just like, oh, so screwed at that point. Once <laughs> Bernie comes down, and then they have to bring Bernie back, who can't throw a ball, and tell him, you got to finish the game, son. Sorry, we got we got no other options here. That's how this is going to have to go. Uh, your thoughts on how that whole game played out? Sure. I mean, I, I think – you know, if you bet San Francisco, you probably feel like you got a raw deal in a in a few ways, right? You get uh, you know, some you get the the Devontae Smith catch in the first quarter. That whole first drive felt electric too. Right. Where it's the the conversion to AJ Brown over the middle, fourth down Devontae Smith down the field. Like it felt like San Francisco's defense was so formidable that that's what it was going to be. That's what was going to be required from Philly in order to score in the game was like crazy plays yep. like that. And they made them or or didn't make them, depending on how you feel about the Devontae Smith catch. And so that energy in the first drive, you were kind of like, man, this might be a great game like this feels great. And then five minutes later, the game was over, basically. And I know McCaffrey scored the touchdown and it, you know, got to seven, seven and it lingered on seven, seven for a little bit. And the Niners defense acquitted themselves really well, even though their players were getting hurt and Nick Bosa was getting taken out on the sidelines on a completely asinine play by a special teamer. So uh, just, you know, maybe a a little bit of a raw deal for the Niners. Uh, But honestly, I just think the, the story of the season for the most part is that like Philadelphia is a a bulldozer. I mean, this is what they do to everybody. And like, we'll talk about the Super Bowl eventually. I don't, I don't believe in downgrading them or denigrating them because they because have to play it. the giants and they had to play the Niners with no quarterback. They also rolled these teams and rolled every team that they played. Because there's season. a lot like, of that. Of they didn't they play did anybody. There, there's yeah. a lot of that, right? A lot of people that don't buy into the Eagles say they didn't play anybody all year long. They played bottom feeders. Most of the year didn't play anybody really good. So we really still don't know how good they are. Now they got the break of San Francisco quarterbacks being hurt. And you say that's all a bunch of hogwash then, huh? Well, I just think, 
I think as much as you could use it to critique them, uh, they're vulnerable because they didn't play strong opponents. I could also make the complete opposite argument. Okay, then they're actually, they could still be valuable because no one knows how good they really are. Maybe they're actually like an all-time team. Um, God, they certainly behaved like it in a few ways this year. They're basically the best first-half team in the history of pro football. Um, There are a few in the last 20 years that scored as many points as they did, but in terms of margin and like explosive plays, just like all of their first-half metrics are off the charts historically good okay like does that sound like a team that oh well they didn't play it like okay cool they also blew everybody blew the doors off everybody that they played especially early in the game um so just because brock purdy gets hurt he also gets hurt because the eagles have four guys with 10 plus sacks and one of them gets to him right and because they had to because they couldn't block everybody so they chose to block hassan reddick with a backup tight end which didn't really go particularly well so it's not like some bad luck thing reddick got to the quarterback forced that play they wish purdy didn't get hurt on the play obviously sure but that's part of it too. So yeah, I don't, as much as you could use the strength of schedule to say, who have they played? I'm not a believer. Uh, I think you could also turn it around and be like, okay, but we also have no evidence of how they play against a really good team. Maybe they're that good. Like we don't, we just don't know. So I think you could use it just as much for one as you can for the other. And then the Niner fans were being lulled into believing in the last couple of days that Brady was going to end up in San Francisco. Right. This was all going to be good. We're going to become Super Bowl favorites. This will all work itself out. And then as we record this Wednesday morning, Tom Brady announces his retirement, which really leaves one big question mark over San Francisco right now heading into the offseason. I, I don't think I would touch San Francisco on, on a future odd at this point because you have no idea who their quarterback's going to be. Definitely makes it tough. Uh, and remember, they were with Trey Lance as the projected starter. They had yep. pretty low Super Bowl odds going into the season, about 18 to 1, 15 to 1. I actually bet a little bit of San Francisco before the year, just not knowing what Lance was going to be like. Let's play upside here versus betting some of the traditional favorites who had lower prices. <laughs> really funny that it got to that point with Trey Lance having nothing to do with it, by the way. It's like, like oh, nailed that handicap. Oh, got, <laughs> killed it. Almost got to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. That was not part of the handicap when, when you make the bet and that's the way betting goes sometimes and sometimes it works against you in the same way um yeah i mean let's be honest like could we see trey lance getting traded of course they i I think the idea is that purdy will start week one next year but the six-month timetable on something that seems like tommy john surgery the more that they explain thank you i don't i don't totally understand what this is and it seems like it has a potential to go wrong really fast that's one of the reasons why Brady would have been such a good fit he's like a bridge quarterback that gets you to Purdy being healthy again and then Brady retires after next year and you get one year with somebody really good in that seat I don't know what they do now it's probably just let's hope Brock Purdy's good and if he's not keep Garoppolo on the roster and he starts the season and then you have a mess and probably trade Lance Honestly, and that's just my, I don't know anything like I don't talk to right. sources with the team to know that information, but just playing it out. It seems like they're pretty committed to Purdy and now the injury just. Yeah, I, I agree. That kind of clouds everything, but it just you mentioned you wouldn't touch them betting wise. I'm not saying I would bet them to win the Super Bowl either. Just when all the quarterback roulette kind of settles for where the all, you know, where's Lamar going to play? Where's Aaron Rodgers going to play? Obviously, where's Derek Carr going to play? Is Trey Lance going to get traded? Um, when all of this settles. Look at the quarterbacks and the teams in the NFC and figure out who you like love, maybe aside from Philadelphia, like, okay, like the Rams will have everyone back. Rodgers might be out of the conference. That division's a mess. Dallas. Okay. Like the (laughs) NFC South is a complete disaster because Brady's not on Tampa anymore. 
Arizona Kyler's not back till the middle of the season. You could talk yourself into the Niners pretty fast if you didn't like Philadelphia, and their window is probably still open. Um, Maybe the Niners are the second best team in the conference, which is crazy. Listen to you talk. Philadelphia is going to repeat as champions if they win this one. As far as representing the NFC, it looks good. Doesn't appear to be much else going in the NFC. AFC side of things, I was really pulling for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati with the Burrowhead thing and everything else. Just lit a fire under the Chiefs. They were all kinds of fired up uh and even when kansas city was going i was like dude they're only up one score i feel like they should be up by like i don't know 21 to 28 points it's a one score game like this thing should be over i think it was 13 6 i was like this feels like this should be more lopsided and then when it was 13 13 ken i'm going hey hey, this thing is gonna fall apart on them burrow's gonna do it again and then obviously uh, it, it didn't happen. Kansas City uh, prevailed. Your thoughts on that one? I mean, pretty simple analysis here. Uh, a pretty kind of a classic, straightforward playoff game between two really good teams um, where Mahomes, who I think it's, it's quite possible will will end up being the best player in the history of pro football very soon. Um, Even five years from now could be regarded like that. We'll see, you know, if he gets to the AFC championship game, 10 straight years or something, then that's going to blow everything Brady does out of the water, honestly, depending on how many Super Bowls he wins. So I think we're going to start having that conversation so much faster than people even think if this is what it's going to be every year. He's been the starter. They've been in the AFC championship game every single year. That's crazy. And it's completely ridiculous. And it's early. And, you know, the more money he makes, the less good the team can be that we see that in pro football all the time. How long is Andy Reid going to coach the team would also be like probably <laughs> if you're Andy Reid, as long as this run goes, like as long as I have That's Patrick Holmes, right. then I'm there. Um, we'll see. But yeah, just uh, another like this will be another chapter in the book at the end when he's the best player of all time. It'll be uh, all of their wide receivers get hurt. Uh, all of, a lot of their defensive players get hurt in the game. They're playing a team that kind of has their number. And he wins anyway, and with a bum ankle too, which is almost the most important thing, which I forgot about. And with his favorite target having a having a, an injured back, and he wins the game anyway. I mean, that's a chapter in the book. Like you can, you know, a football life. Fifteen years from now, this is one of the chapters because it's going to end up being probably one of the most impressive wins he ever had. See, that's just it. I mean, we did this last week, and you were talking about people you're talking to and hearing that, hey, maybe he's maybe he's going to be all right. Maybe he's pretty good. We record our podcast, we post it. Then as we're getting closer to the game, more and more of the same talk that Ken was talking about, hey, he looks pretty good. Like, he's going to be all right. We watched the game. He wasn't all right. I mean, nope. he was far, far I don't think Kelsey away was all right from- either. I don't think Kelsey was okay either, for sure. No, Kelsey had a back injury. I mean, they were not okay. Uh, and then everybody wants to debate that 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 play out of bounds from the linebacker. And on Cincinnati, it was the right call, y'all. I mean, I, I know you don't want games decided by flags right. and all of that stuff, but that was the right call. The bigger question is, if that's Brock Purdy, does he get the same call as Patrick Mahomes? That I don't know, but that was the right call. I think if the game is in San Francisco, Brock Purdy gets that call for sure. I think so. It's one of the, I think what, how I kind of look at this stuff. Well, first of all, there's, I don't even really, we don't have enough time to get into like the game is rigged and the oh, refs were biased yeah, toward Kansas yeah. City and Goodell wanted the no. Chiefs in the Super Bowl. All this stuff is obviously nonsense. nonsense. It's a conspiracy theory that's yes. easily disproven. But like, you know, if you want to think that, think that, just like understand it's not actually like reality or what's happening. You know, the officials, I think, got really overwhelmed by the game. I really, I really do, honestly. And it's easy to see it's happening. It's 10 degrees. You got 55 year old part time officials trying to manage an incredibly close like knife edge kind of a game and the the push out of bounds is actually the one that you can't debate like at all like that's the easy one now it decides the game so everyone can get mad like because you wanted an authentic 
ending to the game didn't feel authentic. It right. like the Chiefs got the field goal because of the penalty, which they did. But like, too bad. That's a penalty, and that's how the game ends. In terms of just the other calls, you got people on Twitter debating offensive linemen about whether it's a hold or not. And yes. it's like, who should you believe in this? And this is one of the problems with like discourse now yes. is when everybody has a voice and everybody has a microphone. And I guess we're guilty of that too. We have microphones too, but like, I'm also not the one being like, I know better than Joe Thomas that it's a hold right. or something. Be like, Oh, exactly. one of the great linemen of all time. And I'm going to tell him it's a hold. Really? Like, are you serious? <laughs> like just put yourself in that mindset or like, why didn't Mahomes throw to this guy? Or why didn't Burrow throw that? We do yeah. that all the time with quarterbacks. It's like, you know, who probably knows better? The quarterback probably knows better there was a famous situation with hearts a couple years ago that reflects that as well so yeah i think the officials were not very good in the game their performance was poor um i think it was mostly due to not even incompetence but just i think like a a bad day basically these are old old people who are part-time officials making judgment calls in 10 degree weather how many times do you think they're going to get it wrong A, a few a good oh, amount. No. And yeah. it just, you know, did it happen to favor Kansas City a little more? Probably. Also, was it a late hit out of bounds at the end of the game? 100% not even close. So, like, what are we arguing about? It just seems like this is now like a fun rivalry that goes into next year. These will be the two favorites to win the conference along with Buffalo. And we're going to do this all over again, probably. Sure. And, we'll, and we'll have another chapter. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, let's get a Super Bowl preview early, obviously. Uh, you know, week and a half early, whatever. But uh, right now, according to BetQL, uh, Eagles favorite by one and a half over under 50 as I look uh, ahead to the Super Bowl on February 12th. Uh, your early thoughts on what you're seeing. The way I explain this, I have a, a neighbor next door who doesn't watch sports very much, and I see him at the bus stop every morning when our kids get on the bus together. Sure. And if there's a huge sporting event, he'll like bring it up to me because he knows that I like do a show and like sports right. and everything just to like be really nice. And he was like, oh, like the games yesterday were crazy talking about the two games we just talked yeah. about. Like, what do you think of the Super Bowl? And I'll just I'll the same thing I told him is just my my first, first, first thought on the game, which is the Chiefs have the best football player of all time and the best tight end of all time. And everywhere else, the Eagles are much better. And like, how does that balance out? The Chiefs have the best quarterback of all time. The Eagles are, in some cases, significantly better in almost every other area. Like, it just where is where is the Chiefs' advantage other than Mahomes is awesome? And that's enough because it was it was good enough on Sunday. By the way, it was good enough against the Bengals when everyone's hurt. So that's why the game is kind of fun to me in that way. Like, this is a this is a massive test, obviously, for him with like. I know like you, there are talented players on the Kansas City roster and they built it this way, but man, it just feels like it's him against this juggernaut team and like we'll see what happens. In terms of the point spread, I think it's supposed to be a really small number. I don't disagree with it. I make the Eagles like a one-point favorite. I know some people think the Chiefs should be favored in the game because Mahomes – you know, they feel like uh, this is an overreaction to the Eagles winning by so much in their playoff games. I don't statistically, the Eagles have been much better the entire season. The Eagles defense, this is just like not even close in terms of a contest between the Chiefs defense and the Eagles offense has been as good as the Chiefs offense. So it's kind of the uniqueness and wild card of Mahomes uh, against and I think a potentially absolute juggernaut, like what I worry about in this game for just a competitiveness standpoint, the key to this game is going to be. So a couple of years ago, Tampa played Kansas city in the super bowl. We kind of looked at the game a little bit the same way. Like Mahomes had gotten to the game kind of unexpectedly. They beat Buffalo, I think to get to the game. I think he was even hurt in that game going in. And it was like, all right, the Tampa, Tampa Bay has all of these players, all this like incredible defense. They have Brady obviously too, but they have like this collection of talent. And Kansas City has Mahomes. Like, how does this? Ba- and it ended up balancing, like, kind of deciding where 
at the line of scrimmage, Kansas City got absolutely worked basically in the game. And it didn't matter that Mahomes was good. It didn't matter because the offensive line was so bad. And they built their new offensive line because of that game. That's why this offensive line exists. It's why they drafted really well. It's why they signed guys. It's because of that game. And this is like the first chance to see if like they got it right. Because like Philly looks a lot like Tampa. That sure they're good at everything. And yep. they are awesome at the line of scrimmage. So can the new rebuilt Kansas City offensive line who was designed with this exact game in mind, like if we get back and we play a team like that, what hap can we hold up? I don't I don't know if they can hold up. Philly is very good and has a ton of weapons. But like that's the most interesting thing is like Kansas City made a change for this game two years ago in case this happens. Like, did they make the right moves? Like, is it going to work? Basically, I don't I don't know the answer. And if the answer is no, then it probably plays out like the Tampa game and maybe they get blown out. He is Ken Barkley. Follow him on Twitter at Lockie Lockerson. He'll be live from the Super Bowl uh, next week when we uh, chat again and we'll get his uh, official picks on the record and some of those crazy side picks that you can make, right? How long the national anthem is and coin flip and all that stuff. We'll get into that next week as well. Another bonus edition of Curd and Long. Check out him and Nick Costas. If you're down there, check them out, man. Go in the casino over at the stadium in Glendale and uh, go say hi to those guys and tell Ken you, you check them out on uh, the Curtin Long podcast with Sparky. Hey, man, Ken, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. No problem. I'll be in Arizona sno- try to snoop out the Gatorade color for you for the winning coach. I'll try oh, to get you that info. That's another one you can see. Oh, we'll see what's God. going on. I'll be right there. We'll see. Thank you. <laughs> Just crazy. He is Ken Barkley at Lockie Lockerson. Toodles.